ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकयाचक्षुर्मीलिताम Sometimes this question comes How is it that Vyasadeva is in the Shriman Bhagavatam his topics of him are discussed yet he's also the author and it it appears that he compiled the Shriman Bhagavatam that's stated but then in the Shriman Bhagavatam we we read about events which must have happened after the compilation such as the sages of naimisharanya here in the shrimad bhagavatam that's one of your questions so the answer as given by shri bhakti siddhant swami thakur in his commentary on shrimad bhagavatam is that vyasadi we see here in this purport in this text and purport first of all vyasadi compiled the shrimad bhagavatam then he taught it to shukadev goswami So the version that he taught to Shukadev Goswami that was a little different from that which he first compiled. Then Shukadev Goswami we read in the beginning of the Bhagavatam that Shukamakhad Amrita Drava Sangitam this is heard from the mouth of Shukadev Goswami. In the first verse of the Bhagavatam it is stated Mahamuni Krite and second verse it stated that this is compiled by the Mahamuni Vyasadeva Shukamakhad this is coming from the mouth of Shukadev Goswami. So actually Vyasadeva compiled it then Shukadev heard it then Shukadev spoke it among the listeners of those who were present when Parikshit Maharaj was hearing Bhagavatam was Sutta Goswami who later spoke this to Shonakadi Rishi the Munis at Namisharani Harit by Shonagrishi then after that Vyasadeva wrote it all down as we have it now and that is the 18000 verse bhagavatam we have now even if you count all the verses you'll find it's not exactly 18000 verses and you'll find that within prabhupad's commentary he says that sometimes madhvacharya gives an extra verse here so you may ask well, how is it 18000 verses well that again may be answered in one way it's actually less as it appears but some of the verses are quite long So according to the uh usual system by which verses are counted these these short verses according to the understood meter has so many syllables so if you count according to the number of syllables and then divide it will come to about 18000 but it's an approximation because even Jiva Goswami states in the Tatva Sandarbha that the Shrimad Bhagavatam as it's present in the heavenly planets is I can't remember one lakh or two lakh verses. It's more. And originally, the Bhagavatam was spoken in four verses. The whole Bhagavatam is there in four verses, spoken by Lord Krishna to Brahma. So that was later expanded upon. That, that in those four verses is the essence of all the philosophy of Bhagavatam. That was expanded upon by narrations of the great devotees. Bhagavatam means that which is in association with Bhagavan. Therefore, we have two kinds of Bhagavats. Bhagavat means that is which is in association with Bhagavat Bhagavan so two kinds of bhagavats ek bhagavata baro bhagavata shastra or bhagavat bhakti bhakta 
bhakti rasapatra. There are two kinds of bhagavads. One is the book bhagavad and the other is the devotee who is the receptacle of feelings of loving for Krishna, which is the whole purpose of Srimad Bhagavatam. Ultimately, this is a book of rasa. This is a book of philosophy. This is a book of history. Ultimately, this is a book of rasa, describing transcendental relationships between Krishna and his devotees. So, many of those relationships between Krishna and his devotees are described in the Srimad Bhagavatam with historical references. So many stories of great devotees are there. They have been described. Uh, many of these stories, which are in Bhagavatam, they are described in more detail in other Puranas, but they are described just with the essence which is conducive for developing Krishna consciousness. In this version of Bhagavatam as we have it now, uh, that is in the Puranas which were compiled by Vyasadeva at the end of Dwarka Yoga, he has stated that Srimad Bhagavatam is 18,000 verses. That means in its present form it is 18,000 verses. Otherwise Bhagavatam is unlimited. There's, there's no end to the number of verses. There's one name of Krishna, Ananta Mahatmya, means his glories are unlimited. So in Bhagavatam that is unlimited. Bhagavatam means description of the glories of Krishna. So that is unlimited. We have also, along with the Bhagavatam, so many commentaries by the Acharyas. That is as good as the Bhagavatam. Or even that, we could say that is, in, in some, is all based on the Bhagavatam, but in one sense it is even more important because we cannot understand the Bhagavatam without the commentaries of the Acharyas. Just like Bhagavad Gita, so many people read Bhagavad Gita, just the verses, not so many people nowadays. But uh, without the commentaries of the Acharyas, you cannot understand. So the Acharyas, uh, they supply that meaning which we may not clearly understand. Parikshit Maharaj, he was spiritually advanced enough to understand everything that Shukadev Goswami said on his first speaking it. And if there were some points that that he was not sure about, he asked the questions and he got the clarification. But we may have so many other questions, so to answer all these questions, the Acharyas have given their commentaries and to, not only to clarify questions, but to, uh, to expand on the waves of Krishna Katha that are flowing from the lips of Shukadev Goswami. Because the nature of the devotees is to engage in kirtan. There are nine processes of devotional service of which Shukadev Goswami is particularly noted for kirtan, for glorifying Krishna. Kirtan doesn't only mean singing, but it specifically means glorification of Krishna. The Srimad Bhagavatam is glorification of Krishna. So Shukadev Goswami, this message of Bhagavatam became more sweet when it was broadcast by him, because naturally a devotee, he has feelings for Krishna that we read in the previous verse. Feelings for Krishna naturally arise when one hears the messages of Krishna, specifically the Srimad Bhagavatam. So devotees, they express that in so many songs and so many books. There are so many books of Vaishnava literature and 
most of these books, or many of the books are philosophical, and many of them in the songs, they are description of Krishna's form, his pastimes, his qualities. So we may ask, well, what is the need? We already have Srimad Bhagavatam, everything is there in Srimad Bhagavatam. So we may say there is no need for any more books. But on the other hand, it is the nature of a devotee to glorify Krishna. It, it springs automatically from his heart that he wants to glorify Krishna. Therefore he speaks about Krishna, he sings about Krishna, he, uh, he writes books about Krishna. And there's a, a natural function of the devotee to glorify the Supreme Lord. So therefore we have so many books and they're, they're all expansions of Srimad Bhagavatam. Just like the most important books of philosophy, systematic books of philosophy, are the Sandharvas of Jiva Goswami, they're all based on Srimad Bhagavatam. The first of the Sandharvas is the Tattva Sandharva, in which he establishes what, what is the important subject matter, what is the pramana, what is the evidence that we can accept. So he establishes Srimad Bhagavatam and then all the other Sandharvas, they're simply elaborations on the philosophy expressed within Srimad Bhagavatam. So this Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, here the importance in these, in these verses, the importance of Srimad Bhagavatam is being described. Uh, here it is being described that uh, Yasadev, he was given the instruction by Narad Muni to compile a book which only glorified Krishna. There were other books that he had compiled which glorified Krishna. All the Vedic literatures are meant for glorifying Krishna. What is that? Purane Bharate Tata. What is that? Vede Ramayana Chaiva. Purane Bharate Tata. Ada Pante Chamadhecha. Harisarvatra Giyate. In all the Vedic literatures, the Vedas, the original Vedas, in the Ramayana, in all the Puranas, in the Mahabharata, in all the vast Vedic literatures, in the beginning, middle and end, the only purpose in that is glorification of Krishna. But in some of the literatures, that glorification of Krishna is not directly perceived. There may be glorification of some demigod. Actually, the glorification of the demigod, that can be understood in another way, just like if it is said, Indra. Indra means Krishna only, because Indra means the king, so Krishna is the king. Or if Shiva is glorified, Shiva also means Krishna, because Shiva means auspicious. So Lord Shiva, he is known as auspicious, he is known as auspicious, why? Because Vaishnava Ananya because he is the greatest Vaishnava. This is why he is not independently auspicious, but he is auspicious because he is a great devotee of Krishna. So the Vedic literatures, those who, are, who know the actual purpose of the Vedic literatures, they understand them in this way. But generally people don't. Therefore, it was necessary to compile a book in which very clearly and straightforwardly only glorification of Krishna is aimed at. So Vyasadeva, after taking the order from Narad Muni to compile this literature, uh, he meditated he didn't just sit. Nowadays we have 
so much, so many so-called spiritual writing, someone just sits down and whatever comes in their head, whatever nonsense comes in their head, they simply write it out. And often on the taking some intoxication, people write something. And then this is called spiritual literature. This is not spiritual literature. She, even Srila Prabhupada, who was being dictated to by Krishna, what to say, he also had to consider, even though Krishna was saying he had to consider how to say, how to put in language so that people could understand. So he, he said that when, about his writing, but do not think that this is just, just uh, some casual writing. He said, I have to consider very carefully each word for the understanding of the common man. So this is, uh, this Srimad Bhagavatam, First of all, Vyasa, he had to meditate very deeply. So in his meditation, he saw there is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And there are the conditioned souls who are forgetting Krishna. And how they can be benefited by hearing about Krishna. So specifically, uh, this Srimad Bhagavatam, he compiled this Srimad Bhagavatam with that purpose, to benefit the conditioned souls. Now, another question comes, that this Srimad Bhagavatam is called Paramahamsa Sanghita, it is especially meant for the Paramahamsas, those who have transcended the conditions of material life. On the other hand, it is said that this is meant for those who are developing Krishna consciousness, those who are in material illusion, they can get transcendental benefit from hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. So which is true? Both are true. Srimad Bhagavatam can actually be relished by those who are free from all material contamination. But even those who are not free from material contamination, they can become free from material contamination by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. So the actual import of Srimad Bhagavatam, that is not a very easy thing to understand. That uh, there is one verse in this regard, that Vyasadaiti uh, Shiva Veti, Shukho Veti, Vyasa Veti, Naviti Va, Bhaktiya Bhagavate Graham, Nabudhaya Nati Kaya. This verse says that Aham Veti, Shukho Veti. Lord Shiva says that I understand Srimad Bhagavatam. Shukadeva Goswami, he also understands it. Vyas, maybe he understands. Maybe he doesn't. What is the deepest purpose? But anyway, this Bhagavatam, this can be understood by the process of devotional service. Bhagya Bhagavatam Dhaya, not simply by one's intelligence, nor simply by understanding purpose. So the, the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam is very deep and only. Uh, only the topmost Paramahamsas can understand. Even, this may sound somewhat controversial, but even some of our Acharyas who have commented on Srimad Bhagavatam, they, they did not come to the point of understanding the very deepest message, the deepest message of Bhagavatam, uh, or the most confidential message, is the dealing of Krishna 
with their cowherd girls of Vrindavan. So even some of our Acharyas, Madhvacharya, Vallabhacharya, they have commented on Bhagavatam, but they have not entered into these topics. They have not entered into the depths of these topics. That was revealed by Chaitanya. So Srimad Bhagavatam, it is non-different from Krishna. All the Vedic literature is non-different from Krishna, but particularly Srimad Bhagavatam is non-different from Krishna in his form as Rasik Shekha, as the topmost of all enjoying personalities. Krishna is only for enjoyment. And he enjoys with different devotees in different levels. In Vaikuntha, there is Dasyaras. And there is Sakyaras also, but in the lower stages. That means Sakyaras, there are different levels. There is the level of obedience and servitude within friendship. That is the lower level of Sakyaras. In the higher level of Sakyaras, that is with uh, feelings of total fraternity. That feeling that Krishna is my equal, or sometimes the, in Sakyaras, someone may think Krishna is even junior to me. Balaram thinks Krishna is junior to me. So there is the upper levels of Sakyaras, then Vatsalyaras, Madhuryaras. These are experienced only in the Kalok Vrindavan, not in Vaikuntha. In Vaikuntha, only Lakshmi, one Lakshmi in each Vaikuntha has the feeling of conjugal love with Narayana. So this point of the higher levels of devotional service, that is explained in Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, this is, this is uh, a book of Ras. Hibata Bhagavatam Rasamalayam. We are enjoined to drink the Ras, the juice, the spiritual nectar juice of the relationships of Krishna with his devotees. Uh, in this Srimad Bhagavatam especially, that Ras is elaborated upon. And Shukadeva Goswami, he, that is said, Aham me Shuko Vedi. I understand, Lord Shiva says. Shukadeva Goswami understands. Shukadeva Goswami entered very deeply into the Ras. Shukadeva Goswami, he is a devotee in conjugal love. He is in the Madhurya Rasa. He is very intimately related with that. So Vyatadev, he compiled this Vedic literature, this Srimad Bhagavatam. But even the very deepest essence, according to this verse of Lord Shiva, we shouldn't preach this. Uh, and we shouldn't misunderstand this. Of course, Vyatadev understands the Vedic literature. But the very deepest essence, that can be understood by the topmost Paramahamsas like Shukadeva Goswami. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is offering the chance that you please enter into this deepest essence of Vedic literatures by studying Srimad Bhagavatam. This, by this study and by this practice of Krishna consciousness, we can come from the most conditioned stage to the most elevated stage by following in the footsteps of the great Acharyas and hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is being described in this series of verses. Next, Shonakarishi will ask, why? Why is it that Shukadeva Goswami heard Srimad Bhagavatam? And the very important answer to that question will be explained in 
the verses following that, including the famous Atmarama verse, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained in, first of all, 18 ways, then 61 ways, and along with the 61 ways, he gave a method for understanding in unlimited ways. So Srimad Bhagavatam is unlimited. It's not four verses, it's not 18,000 verses, it's not one like verses and not two like verses. It is unlimited as Krishna is unlimited. Hare Krishna. Is there any question? Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Tamijaya Sri Sri Radha